to She Bought That DVD, the podcast where every week we are watching one new DVD from our Mother's Giant collection. I am your co-host, Jaylene. And I'm Violet. And what movie did we watch this week? The Illusionist. I thought we watched The Prestige. Nice one. (laughs) (laughs) And when we pulled this film, both of us have seen it because we went to the movie theaters with mom to see this. Yeah, and I've seen it. I've seen it multiple times. Yeah, I've seen it a few times after, but I wouldn't say... I can't remember the last time I saw it, but it when I when I put it on, it was like, okay, it's very familiar. Yeah, I can remember the last time I saw it, and I think I've seen this movie like four or five times, so this might have been my sixth time watching it. Okay, and when I went to go grab the DVD, mom even remembered taking us to the movie theater, and she even was like, oh, such and such movie theater, the now, the one near the now non-existent chapters. Mm-hmm. So we paid full price for this one. We did. Yeah. It's a it's a good film. Like I would I'd I mean I've seen it <laughs> however many times, so I do enjoy this. Clearly. Movie. Also not to mention it was I believe it came out in August, so it makes sense that Mum would take us to I think like this was the year because this was two thousand and seven, I believe. Six. Um, okay, so 2006. Yeah, that's kind of around that year and the age where we would go to a movie every summer. Or, sorry, every week of the summer pretty yeah. well. Yeah. Because mom's excuse was they have air conditioning. Yeah, that is true. We we would go to movies to go sit in an air conditioned place. That That's true. <laughs> and then I was also thinking of a memory that we would go to the cheap seats and we would go there because it would be cheap. And then we would go to Dairy Queen yeah. and get blizzards after. And it's kind of funny because mom saved so much money on not spending a lot of money going to um, the expensive theater. Mm-hmm. But then would probably blow the same amount. By taking us to Dairy Queen afterwards. Yeah. And then I also thought, I just thought, but now it's like kind of escaped me. Um Oh, and then I also thought, I don't know if this this is still a thing because my lack of movie going. Is Cheap Seat Tuesday still a thing? I have no idea. Because that used to be a thing, correct? Um, For regular movies? Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's what I thought. So because we've seen this one, I believe we bought this one due to the fact that we have seen it. However, I was talking to mom about this like hours ago. And dad's seen this one. Really? Yeah. He like verbatim told me what this movie was. When did he watch this? That's I was like, I was quizzing him. Did he just like see it on the shelf and thought, hmm, and then put it in and watch it? Because he he didn't go to the movie theaters with us. Did she want to watch it and they sat down and watched it together? Well, I'm wondering if she bought it and recommended it to him because like, again, this is of the era of the DVD room at the back of the house. Yeah. 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 So this movie would have like been perfect for that room. And I think that's why he'd seen it. He's also seen the prestige because he started telling me about the prestige. It was like, no, 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 no. That's the prestige. And then I was, I was like, it's like, I just started. And he's like, oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Huh. So I'm actually shocked <laughs> that he's seen this one. Or I find it really like I'm I'm speechless, I guess. I just couldn't believe that he could verbatim like remember tell me what this movie was about. He also then knew that it was Edward Norton. I don't I don't know where this memory from him like is stored. Can I just say I have no fucking idea who Edward Norton is? Apparently he's uh, like, that's the thing. He's popular and his name is well known, but I just thought, hmm, this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm, this guy. I also have a critique. Okay, so my criticism, as you will see, as you will not see because this is not a video format, as I will describe to Violet, on the front of the case, we've got the names of the people. Do you think that they could not have lined them up with the people that they're in front of? Yeah, they definitely could have, but they wanted to put Edward Norton in the middle, even though he's off to the side, but it definitely makes it confusing. Like, you've lined up Jessica Biel. And then the other two, no. So if you didn't know who Paul Giamatti is, which 
like not everyone knows people by their first name. And I know that. But like, could you have not graphically made this a bit nicer? Anyways, okay. When it comes to this film, this film is the first in 2006 that was a magician-esque film. Yeah, apparently there's another one. I can only there's think of the three. Pre- yeah, I can only think of the prestige. And apparently Sarah, uh, Sarah, uh, Scarlett Johansson and the other guy are both in it. Scoop. Sc- score? That's a score. Scarlett Johansson is in the prestige. Yeah, she's also in the other one. And she's in Scoop? Yeah. What is Scoop? I don't know what Scoop is. Woody Allen, Hugh Jackman. What is this? Oh, but it's a much different vibe of a magician movie. Now I want to watch it, though. Yeah, we don't have that one. But so the reason why we also get this one mixed up with the prestige is because it's in the similar era. Yes. Or it seems like it's in a similar era. Yeah, I would say it's in a similar, similar era. Similar, but I just, just, for some reason, in my memory, splitting the two takes some work. Yeah, it I, does. I now know what The Illusionist is, and I've seen The Illusionist X amount of times, and every time I go, oh yeah, this movie. And then I can now tell you what The Prestige is like also. But give me, give me a year, and... I'll go back to thinking the two are the same movie. If this film comes up in 15 years time, we're honestly probably going to be like, didn't we watch this one? <laughs> yeah, it could, could very well be. I'll be like, oh, finally get a refresher on what the prestige is about. So when it comes to the physicality of the DVD, the DVD itself, the case, it's unwrapped. I had a heck of a time getting this DVD to play. And the surface of the DVD does not look scratched, so I'm a bit confused, but I put it in the PlayStation, the PlayStation wasn't having any of it, and so then I moved it to the Xbox, and the Xbox kept also having the same issue. And so I was like, okay, I would like to watch it on the DVD, but I'm not really having any luck. Then I thought, okay, I'll trick it. So I went into the scenes, and then I went to the second scene, and then I just fast uh, rewound to the first and then it played and it was fine however it is full screen and holy shit this is the first time it drove me crazy so bad i stopped and i put it on prime really everything it felt like it meant to be a wide cinematic film. Yeah. Well, they were nominated Academy Award for the cinematography. So, <laughs> and to have eight inches basically missing, cut for, off on each, each four side, inches yeah, on no, each side, side. Yeah, you just feel so squished, and that isn't what this film is. Like this film is like so beautiful, and it just you you kind of want to feel a part of it. And by having it on full screen, I just felt very cut out of the experience. Yeah, I would agree. I'm I'm glad that I watched it on Prime right away because or I had access to watching it on Prime because this this movie is meant to be seen widescreen. 100%. So, mom, you failed me on full screen. Yeah, and I'm sure there's going to be more movies. Like yeah. That. I, now I want to know what the prestige is. Likely full screen if it was bought anywhere at the same time as this one. Yeah. So when it comes to the box office, it had a $16.5 million budget and worldwide it made $87.8 million. Yeah, it did amazing. Which is very successful. And it's filmed in Prague, Czech Republic. Okay. And the other thing to note is it made a lot of money in movie sales as well. Yes, DVD sales. Yeah. In DVD sales, January 2007, January 2007, um, it earned $35.99 million in rental revenue. I saw that. And then I was like, oh, that's like really cool. That's huge. That's huge. That's so much money. Yeah. That's impressive. Wow. 
Uh, sidebar, not but not sidebar. Do you watch Stranger Things? I do. I haven't watched this season yet. Okay. Well, it's not spoily, but two of them work at a video blockbuster store. And it just brought back memories. You watch Stranger Things? Yeah. Since when? Last summer. Okay. This is this is new information to me. You didn't watch any of it before. So I just assumed you'd never seen any of it. No. And then I decide one day, I'm going to watch Stranger Things. And, and you understand I, why people like it? And then I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Okay. Thank you. And it's not necessarily the story that like drew me in. It's the 80s. Yeah. Did you notice the Tupperware and the end of season one is the same orange 80s Tupperware that mom had? I don't know if we still have it, but it's like that orange one with the lid that's like... We definitely still have it. uh, That's our Tupperware. Yeah. We don't use it anymore, but it's somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So... I started it and it was 100% the 80s and the vibes and like all of that. And like the sci-fi part of it is really like cool and the storytelling of it all, it is like genuinely really cool, but it's not necessarily something that I just, I think I was on an 80s kick at one point when I was watching something and then I was like, fine, I'll watch Stranger Things. People say it's good. There has to be a reason why. The other thing was I was more familiar with, Stranger Things via Dead by Daylight than Stranger Things. Oh, because Nancy and... Uh, well, the Demogorgon. That too. <laughs> that too. So anyways, it just brought back memories to uh, going to Blockbuster and renting um, videos and video games. Mm-hmm. I like exploring and going and getting the latest uh, Mary Keen Ashley Oh, yes. Because that was the only way we would get them. And uh, for some reason, I like. I then think of this because it's just like such a spoiled, entitled, childish perspective because we were given a lot. But I was really upset that mom was never buying the Mary Kay and Ashley stuff. But now I'm thinking about it. It was probably really expensive. And the amount of value that you would have gotten it, there was no point. Yeah, we watched a couple of them. A few times like this would would rent like we'd rent them and we wouldn't just play it the dvd once um we also were exposed to so many different genres of movie because that's when we also watch all the um shirley temple movies that was another one that mom would rent for us yeah and they were kind of in like the cheaper section as yeah. well mm-hmm. i remember you went away with mom and dad took me to Blockbuster and he said, you can pick whatever you want. And do you know, I rented two, two DVDs and do you want to know the two DVDs I rented? I do actually. I rented a Powerpuff Girls like episode oh, DVDs. I used to do that. So I watched like. I don't know, a couple episodes, like an episode or a couple episodes of Powerpuff Girls. Like it wasn't like a Powerpuff Girls movie. That didn't exist. So I watched that and a VeggieTales movie. Oh. I don't know which VeggieTales, but it was, I could probably look it up and figure it out. But I I got it specifically because I was looking for, we had a VHS that was the top 10 silly songs with Larry and they just go over the silly songs. That was our introduction to VeggieTales. So I rented this specifically looking for a song in one, of, and it wasn't the one that I wanted. Was it Cebu? No. Um, Did you find your Cebu? No, it was the the yodeling veterinarian of the Alps or oh. whatever. <laughs> um, no, but it ended up having like the one like when they're like the, the bungee cords are like bungee, 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 bungee. Oh my God. <laughs> I think that was the song that was in it and gotcha. I was disappointed. Gotcha. Okay, on top of my experience of watching the film, okay, partially watching the film on (laughs) the DVD, there are minimal DVD features is what I would say. Uh, There's three features and then there's four trailers. I did not watch the trailers. However, I did watch the trailer on YouTube the day before. For this movie? No, not before watching it. I was curious to know how they made this trailer 
and it's a bit different. Like it leaves you thinking like something's happening, but like not that there's an illusion happening. So I think when you watch the film and you've seen the trailer, you don't realize that an illusion is happening. Like he is setting up this big illusion. Oh, okay. Is what I'm trying to say. It just seems as though he's trying to steal the girl in the trailer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's that's where the difference is between the trailer and then the film. So you go in very blind knowing, like, you know he does magic tricks. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you don't realize that he is using her as an illusion. I've just come to a conclusion. And I've seen this movie and I love this movie, but The Prestige is a better movie. <laughs> That's what dad said. Shit. I don't know how I feel about that because I love this film. This film isn't, is not nearly as good as The Prestige. And I can tell you why once we finish discussing this film. But okay. we'll, we'll put a pin in that. For the three features one of them is commentary with the writer director neil berger didn't have time i didn't watch it i also again had seen this film so many times that i was like i don't know if i could sit and listen listen. to it yeah this is when my dvd walkman suggestion would come in handy that i can just listen to him but don't have that so it's not possible i think also maybe i need to when i'm sitting down at my computer plop it in but then i want to take notes I don't know. I have conflicting opinions as to how I would do that. Uh, so then there's two like featurettes, The Making of the Illusionist. It's four minutes long. Uh, a couple of interviews with uh, Jessica Biel, the Paul Giamatti and Edward Norton. They're talking and discussing their roles. Not interesting. I'm sorry. It was not interesting. Also, it was like cut in with like things that are happening in the film it is if they took it off of E.T. and slapped it in the DVD. Oh, like they're OK. It was used for promotion of the film. And then they just kind of decided to include it as a bonus feature if you bought the DVD. Yeah. So when you say the making of the illusionist, I, you, I would think behind the scenes of some of the tricks. Yeah. That sounds cool. That yeah. sounds fun. And like the training that he actually went to to learn some of these these tricks to do on stage. Yeah, there was a lot that they could have done with that, but they did not. The final one is Jessica Biel on The Illusionist. It's a minute and a half, and it literally is exactly what she said in the excerpt from The Making of The Illusionist. Nice. And I was like, excellent. that was a waste of my time. Although a minute and a half, still a waste of my time. Yeah. So then that's it. Besides the commentary, there's no need to own this DVD. Yeah, so long as you can access it and you want and you yeah. want to watch it is my other stipulation. Fun facts. Liv Tyler was supposed to play. I know, instead of uh, Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. And then last minute, it got switched out because Liv Tyler couldn't do the project and Jessica Biel could. I think she did a great job. I also think Liv Tyler would have done a good job. I feel like both of them would have fit the role. Well, I think Jessica Biel did okay. I wasn't really sold on her performance this time watching. Oh, okay. And I think part of it was some of her like wardrobe. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. But then I'm just like, I think I'm I'm wanting Bridgerton. <laughs> Victorian fashion, where it's really pretty, but it's all subdued and really monochromatic. But even though it's not, it's just got yellow tones. I don't know. There is something warm. It's very warm. There is something about this where I just didn't connect with her like I normally do. But I think she still did a very good job with what she had to do. So there's no discrediting that. Yeah. She's only in the first half. Of the, the movie. Kind of at the end, but yeah, she's not in it nearly as much as you think. Yeah. For how she takes a part of the uh, cover, Paul Giamatti's in it more. Yes. It's his story to tell. Uh, he is the narrator. Yeah. Mr. Ool. I call him Walter because that's what I could connect to. And then it kept t- subtitling 
Ool. And I was like, who is Ool? I just kept writing officer. Yeah, that's that's how I started it. Yeah, inspector. But I just kept saying officer. Oh, my goodness. Okay. This fact is, I think, so cool. So they didn't want to have to use CGI to fake the magical illusions that um, Edward Norton does. So he actually received intensive training um, and was shown like uh, stage magic techniques um, and sleight of hand. Um, he and he um, was taught from the British magic- magician James Fried- Friedman and American magician Ricky Jay. And which is really cool to hear because he does um and like the first performance that you see him he's holding a ball and he he's talking about time um while he's moving this ball around and what he is doing with it on his hand or in both hands is so cool and you would think that it has been um digitally manipulated but it now knowing this fact it's not it's he actually learned how to do this trick with this ball fascinating and and lovely lovely to hear i feel as though they've done a discredit to themselves not revealing that at the end of the film and i'm saying that as when the credits are happening it could be a silent part where the two of them are on stage with him helping him learn and the process of all of that so you then realize that things are happening and it's not CGI. Yes, but I will, I have to clarify. There are some magic acts that are clearly CGI in the film. It's more of the sleight of hand and stage techniques that he is doing on stage. That was not CGI. But the apparitions... Were CGI the apparitions? What are they? they they're, they're projected. Yeah, they're projections, but they're not CGI. Okay, they're projections. Not all of them. Some Sorry. of them are, and then, yeah. The orange tree. Yes, that one's CGI. Do not convince me that is not CGI. Yeah, no, that one to me is CGI. <laughs> like 2006, like 2002. Oh my gosh, it's not 2002. 2022 viewing a 2006 film, you're going to notice that. Oh, yeah. CGI. (laughs) Yeah. But no, apparently like the projection stuff, they were doing that at that time. And it's all about the like person would be off the stage. And so they were trying to do that so that it was true rather than using CGI. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I just he wasn't actually conjuring. Um apparition oh okay apparitions is what i'm trying to say like it's still at the end of the day a magic trick yeah no (laughs) oh the other fun thing is the orange tree trick is actually um a famous magic trick which was lovely that they revealed how the magic trick works at the end of the film because it is really trying to show you that this was all a deception this was this was all planned and thought out that magic is not actually real so it just like grounded it because i think oh maybe that's where prestige misses the mark because i was gonna say the prestige is really good at showing you like it is all an act through and through it's all an act there's one part of the prestige that's like not real that stage scene right it's it's the main guy what he does in his like his trick that he keeps repeating yeah and and like the fun like we'll we'll get there we'll get there okay. yeah um oh i don't know which one i think is a better movie now interesting forgot about that trick or magic trick because it's kind of weird <laughs> Anyways, back to the illusionist. Um, <laughs> Any other fun facts that you want to add? Not that I can think of. Um, there's not much, many trivia, or not a lot of trivia on this. Um, it was filmed in 46 days. The characters of the prince and Sophie were not in their original short story. Yeah, because I believe this is 
based off of some historical events, but then it's just like based off of events. And then that's where the story comes that's in. Fun. Yeah. Other than that, I'm good to jump into the film. Yeah, me too. Cool. So when you get to watch the DVD, you get to watch one trailer. Oh, what's the one trailer? Soon to theaters, Breaking and Entering with Jude Law. It looked terrible. I, yeah. And I was like, I don't think I've ever seen or heard of this one. And I've watched the DVD. But again, I don't normally watch the trailers when I'm watching a DVD. But now that I am, it's obviously it's different. But it didn't look good. Looked cheesy and looked terrible. And that's about all I can comment. But that was it. That's all I had to advertise. Hmm. That's feels abnormal to only put one trailer on a film. Yeah. But also nice and quick and convenient to start watching your movie. Yeah. Prime Prime showed me an ad and I was like, nope, skip. Yeah. Well, Prime always shows ads. This is the first time mm, this is the first time that I've received one that I, I can think of. I always when I go to my next episode, it starts with an ad and it's either SpongeBob or a Netflix or not Netflix, Prime Original. I don't watch Prime that much, so I and the last time I watched Prime, I bought the thing. So that's probably why they didn't give me any. Uh... Yeah, probably. And here I'm on my mission to watch The Mentalist for the seventh time. Wow. I know. Where and, do you go? Um, yes, you do remember the killers. <laughs> you do remember the killers? Yeah. On your seventh go? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd hope so. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely somewhere I'm not remembering stuff, but like some really big episodes and... I can't believe how that all went down, how it ends. Yeah. Like, how they finally wrapped up the mentalist yeah it's quite a uh, bloodbath yeah i want to know if they knew that they were going to wrap it up that way when they first started like if they knew who what is his name red john red john or whatever i wonder after seven years i guess what they did in season six or part way through season six i can't remember it's it has been a while but i like the last season i haven't seen all that much because it was one of those shows that i would get the next DVD and start from one and then go all the way and then be ready for the next season release. So I've seen season one, two, and three probably a lot more than all the other ones. Anyways, I think after seven years and with everything changing over time, network television, you're slowly pushing an envelope. Mm. Also, I think the mentalist was like 9 p.m., slot like they weren't an early tv slot no they weren't so that also helps anyways we'll jump back into the illusionist uh we'll stop updating you on all of my tv show watchings um so the movie starts n near the end like it's a so you're watching it's a flashback or no flash forward, forward. flash no forward that's on and then if you wanted to say that's current time and the rest is a flashback. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Okay. So you you start near the end of the storyline. Yeah, gotcha. Um, Edward is sitting on the stage doing a, a trick. Um, the officer is in the crowd. The crowd clearly is upset. The officer is upset. And he basically says, arrest that man. And... It kind of just ends there. Um, all that you really know is that he is doing something in his act that he's not supposed to be doing, or he's been warned against, and he's he's doing it. And you just see a puff of smoke. You don't see her, but you see hear someone say that it's her. Um, and that's it. And then I guess we flash back. Yeah, um, and it's uh, this officer is now narrating the story saying, well, how did we get here? Um, how Like, we know everything about him. So then we get a little flashback of Edward as a boy who he ran into a traveling magician, which this scene had me laughing. I don't know why, but it was just funny. He, like, comes across this, this man Man shows him a magic trick. And then it's like, then they say he disappeared. And some say the tree disappeared. And then like, poof, the tree is gone. And I'm like, what? 
Yeah. <laughs> There's something very like lighthearted about yeah. this, even though it's kind of becomes a serious darkish film. Like mm-hmm. there's some comical moments, but it's very few and far between. Yeah. And he's the son of a craftsman. I yeah, think. that's correct. Yeah. Um, and after running into this mag- magician, it inspired him. So he goes the rest of his childhood practicing little tricks. And that's how he ends up meeting Sophie because he's walking with an egg on a stick, balancing it, um, and gets her attention. Sophie is a duchess. A duchess and he is a peasant. Yes. Um, they were forbidden from seeing each other. Yeah, she can't hang out with peasants. He makes her a cool locket, which is what I wrote down. Yeah. And um, their plan is to run away one day together. Correct. So they try to run away. And as they're about to get caught, she asks, um, asks him, like, make us disappear. Can you make us disappear? And then I go, my notes say, spoiler. So he spends the rest of his life trying to make them disappear. Yeah. Also, okay. This is just a logistics question I have if you ever noticed this. So they run and hide to meet each other to escape the people that are chasing after them. Mm-hmm. He had a horse. There's a there's a couple of different things that I'm like <laughs> that doesn't check out or make sense like the inconsistency there. Yeah. I'm like and so they so, like hide. They don't actually take off or go and yes. I so, was like what yeah. So I was like, you're hiding. Okay, they won't see us. Um, you left your horse, horse. with all your stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> he he ends up traveling the world for fifteen. After fifteen years, he comes back. Yeah, and I would he, like to say Jessica Biel says ten years in her interview, and I'm like. No, it's 15 years. But anyways, it is. It's 15. Years. It's 15. But Jessica Peel did not know this, but Jessica Peel didn't narrate. So I'll give her that. When he comes back, he is now known as like a tra- traveling magician and he has this first show. And this is when I was talking about that cool trick that he does on stage, talking about time and yes. he's playing with that ball. Yeah. Um, and this is also when we see the orange tree trick. Which is a really cool trick. However, his assistant walks onto the stage and shows that the bucket is empty. And then he's talking so we don't see the bucket again or it getting placed on the table. And then when we come to the bucket on stage, it's full of dirt. I know. I don't understand. And it was like, we just showed an empty bucket. Then keep it an empty bucket or show it. It's just like show them putting the dirt. Like I was like... How did we get here? <laughs> yeah, unless like it's a scene that's been cut. Yes, could be, but it just like I was Continuity. like I already feel misled, manipulated. <laughs> on, yeah, I feel trick. manipulated on this trick yeah. that I know what is going to happen and it looks so CGI anyways. However, this is a real trick or this was a real trick at the time back then. Yeah. And if you're wondering what that trick is, Go watch the movie. It's really cool. He has a meeting with this manager who's reading him positive reviews. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is at the backstage. And Walter, the officer, uh, is looking around and wants to know how it was done. He's asking him how it's done and just begging him. Yeah, he's just like being being nosy and like trying to snoop and like look at things. Um The prince is coming tonight and he wants to know how it's done. And uh, Eisenheim is like, okay, let's do, if you figure out how, um, if I don't guess the correct hand, I will tell you how it's done. Yeah. He does a little trick on him. Like, Hey, hold this in your hands. Yeah. And I will. It's a s- simple manipulative trick. I wouldn't say it's manipulative, but it is manipulative because he's manipulating the uh, blood flow and, uh, he gets outsmarted basically. So he doesn't get to know how the trick is done. Yeah. The and pr- he reveals how the trick is performed like edward tells the oh officer. on the the hand yeah yes yeah yeah he tells him that one yeah. uh the prince arrives and he needs a volunteer and he specifically says someone who is not afraid of death oh yeah okay hold on this is another show in the future king, king oh yeah the king king shows up 
to the yeah let's say it's like a week later because like his show was so successful that like there's no specific time that we're told about this but yeah i know what you're saying and the prince volunteers his duchess his future wife okay like what an asshole here and she's like la di da di da like strides herself up on stage doesn't look afraid and he asks if they have ever met and she says no and he doesn't show any disappointment and i want to know if she was being truthful i know she says when they're like sleeping together and back at his place later on she didn't that she didn't but was she i guess she would yeah i i think this is true true yeah because she wouldn't have any reason to lie yeah so it's a mirror trick and the woman in the mirror dies and releases a spirit. So I think this is like a play on what him is setting up yeah. everything. Yeah. So this is like the first it begins of releasing a spirit that like he's predicting her death, but it's obviously spoiler. It's not happening. Yep. Uh, the crowd applauses and he goes to meet the prince the prince was very pleased with his show and invites him to his palace. Perhaps I'll make you you disappear, Eisenham says. But the king also questions him after the show, like, oh, like you did this and this, and like he's like trying to be like, like, I don't believe in what you're doing. Like it, come come to my my place or whatever, and like we'll see how like good you truly are. Um, to which because Sophie's in the room as well. Uh, to which he says to her, he, so the queen, the queen, the king is questioning him about all like, well, he's the prince, sorry, by the way, sorry. but it doesn't really matter. The prince, he wants to be the king. Yeah. <laughs> the prince is, um, like, well, like, I know it's just, just like a sleight of hand or a trick. Like, this is how you do it. Like, I, I'm not convinced, um, that it's magic. And Edward makes a comment to Sophie, perhaps next time, no, um, like I'll prepare something special. And he says, perhaps I'll make you disappear to Sophie. Which is a callback. Which is going back to, again, I said, spoiler, (laughs) when she asked to disappear or for him to make them disappear. And then they meet in private. Mm -hmm. She wanted to know why he didn't reveal himself. And then he retorts back, same reason why they're, a meeting is hidden from the public. She says that she's happy, but she often wished to see him um, again. And like, she's happy with what she's got. But I think like she later on reveals that she's not happy. Like, I think it's just like, pleasant. it's like pleasantries of seeing someone 15 years later and be like, oh yeah, everything's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and she still wears the necklace he made her. Walter was then made aware of the rendezvous and Eisenheim gets pulled into be questioned, asking what is his relationship, reveals that they were childhood friends. Yep. He just, and he kind of tries to scare um, Edward off or Eisenheim off, uh, which doesn't really work. And this is also when you learn that Walter is going for like the chief or whatever officer for I can't he's going for some royal position so he's he just basically wants to be like the first man to the king when the prince becomes king like hold yeah yeah so that way he has a say as to like what happens yeah um and then he's trying to play on Eisenheim's I don't know, past, like, to be like, I'm no no different than you. I'm the son of a, a butcher. butcher. Yeah. yeah. Like, kind of, like, relating yeah. as in, like, we're on the same level as each yeah. other. Yeah. Um, And then we end up at the king's, sorry, the prince's place where Eisenheim is entertaining a small crowd of, like, it seems as though the prince is, like, close family relatives and, like, higher ups. Up. Yeah, and uh, Eisenheim does his first trick, which is a portrait on a piece of paper that like reveals itself, and the king is just desperately trying to disprove the act, and eventually the crowd calls him out, just like sit down, shut up, and let us watch the man's like play a show. show. Yeah, um, 
And this is when Eisenheim and Edward. I wrote his name down as Edward in all of mine, so I'm going to refer to him as that's that. That's fine. I wrote Eisenheim because I now, when you said Edward, I was like, but that's Edward Norton's name. And then I was like, when Sophie calls him out, she calls him by Edward. And I didn't. It was just quicker for me. Less letters to write down. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> Eisenheim was like, okay, E-I-S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> um, So he... He's a little bit ticked off with the prince, so his next trick, he goes, can I have your sword? Which is a setup for what happens in the future anyways, but he kind of embarrasses or almost embarrasses the prince in front of, in front of this um, crowd. Crowd-ish of, yeah. family dignities. The dignity family-ish. Yeah. Um, so he does this magic trick where it's the sword and the stone. Um, and the sword is snow sitting upright and he calls upon two people in the crowd. So family members to try and take the sword. They're not able to. And then when it's finally the prince's turn, he struggles with it a little bit and then takes the sword. But you can see there, <laughs> there's an unpleasant exchange of looks. Like, are you going to embarrass me in front of all these people? Cause I will have your head for it. So then he gives him the sword. The prince says no more entertainment, requests Walter to shut him down. So this was in private. He's had enough of his kind of games and is like, this needs to uh, be ended. What a little whiny baby. Yeah. Sophie shows up on horseback ride. They argue and then they kiss each other and they make up and they're all happy again. This is why this is when you find out that she still has the locket, which... No, this isn't the first time, but no. this is when he finds out she oh. still has the necklace. Okay. Yes. And the mechanics of this locket, this necklace, don't actually work. No, they don't. The picture would be folded. Um, yeah, and it's they so when they turn it, it's one locket, and then it have to cut scene for when they twist it. And they turn it or like from the heart twisting open. It actually cannot. It yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's cool in theory. Super cool in theory, yes. Fake in practice. Yeah. She's to marry the prince soon, but she recognizes that she's a pawn in his plan. He asks her for to she He asks her to leave. Yeah, he asks her to run away with him. Uh, and he, she just retorts, he will then hunt us. Yeah. Which, okay. So then this is my question to you. At what point then has he been planning? Because you would think then he's been planning this all along. I think he has. I think that's why he returned was to make her disappear. And now he can get her on board of, okay, well, this is how we're going to do it. Okay. Gotcha. I figured that too, because it was like, well, he'd already stolen the diamond swords the sword diamonds yeah he arrives at the theater and he's kind of been targeted and they request that he's getting shut down yeah uh he then takes all of his cash he fires his stage manager he's being followed and now it's kind of a bit of a setup because he's seen kissing the duchess mm -hmm. and so he's kind of like showing that he has love for her but he's like playing into their hands not them not knowing that he's purposely doing that yeah obviously. my one of my notes is like the plan is in place but you only know the plan is in place if you've seen it the amount of times that i've seen it yeah uh walter overhears a specific plan at a train station when uh edward eisenheim meets a gentleman and picks him up and we don't know anything about who they are and by the way that they're talking Makes it sound like that uh, Sophie and um, Edward are going to run away, which we've already assumed, but we don't know what that plan looks what like. What his plan, like why yeah. he's telling this gentleman yeah. what the plan is. It seems like the plan is very similar to the first time they ran away. They're just packing up their stuff and going. Yeah. Um, Sophie um, gets, well, she's in the prince's office space yeah and he comes back and he's like kind of what are you doing here um she's not going to budapest with him yeah she kind of provokes him 
or she won't even marry him. She demands uh, she is going with him instead. Uh, I, Edward Eisenham, yeah. one of those two gentle, I'm kidding, it's just Eisenham. Um, yeah, and she gets called out for like kissing him or whatever. He and- also then threatens like ruining her family, which doesn't make sense because he's literally marrying her in order to take over like whatever she also has. And then to take over his dad to then overthrow stuff. Yep. There's a lot of things that this man wants to do. Yes. And then this is when it really truly kicks off. You you see him upset. Her storm off, him go after her. Um you don't really know what happens. An ex- you can only assume an exchange happened. You don't see him return. You just see her ride off on her horse, but she's slouched over on her horse. Yes. Um, and the courtyard area. He's been left in the barn. As far as we know, yeah. yeah. Um, the body is then found in the river later on. Well, her horse comes back oh, the that's next right. day. And she's not on it. So they go looking for her. And, and the then, horse is covered in blood. blood. Yeah. And so Eisenheim gets her because he's all upset. Like there's a search party and he's a part of it. He's like clearly upset. He's then saying that it must have been her. It must have been the prince who did it. And the doctor, when they find the body, yeah, the doctor is the the family's doctor, and reveals that she died to um, she has like a gash in her neck, likely from a knife or a sword, and that he also found this tiny um, red gemstone um, in the folds of her her dress, and turns that over to the the officer, um, Walter, yeah. And then Eisenheim tells Walter that the prince did this because he's like, that's his sword gem. <laughs> like how I'm like, sword gem. And uh, Walter goes back to the scene of the crime. There's something kind of glistening, but he's then called away so he doesn't like, investigate yeah. further. And then flash forward a couple of weeks, they arrested a random man who confessed to, to doing it. That's just narrated to us. Yeah, that's correct. Um, you can see Edward is distraught over this time. He buys. He bought a theater. Yeah, he buys a theater. And decides to do a new show. New show, yeah. And Walter and his men are continuously watching Eisenheim still regardless that someone else has been arrested. Correct. Um, Edward's new show is about contacting dead people. He doesn't outright say it, but it appears that it's implied. way it's implied and the officer is trying to figure out this act like how he does it um they show a demo with like a projection but it's not nearly as uh, polished as edward's act um not to mention how loud it was. oh yeah the projector it's ticking of yeah um to which the officer pulls edward in for questioning um, this upsets um, fans of Edward. Uh, so Edward, to calm them down, yells out to the crowd, "Like it's all an act! Like it, the, like it's not real. It's all an act." Um, and like that kind of yeah. quiets them down. Because also, like he shows, there's a little boy at one point on the stage, but then the little boy comes walking down, oh, and yeah. like it, it's further proof of like you, I'm playing with what you are seeing. Yeah, like I am altering your reality yeah um then the officer and the prince in a terrible disguise um go to watch the show and this is the first time at this show that he makes sophie appear and then sophie starts because everyone's like oh it's the duchess she's dead now we're just going to assume all those other people that you're projecting were dead also and they start to try and question her, like, can you talk to us? And when she appears, she says the person that killed her, she says that the person who killed her is in the audience. Um, and it just so happened that that night, um, the, the prince. prince is there. It's not good. Um, officer warns, don't, don't you dare do that again. Um, and Edward realizes it's time. So he gives all the assets that everything he has over to the 
business manager. Yeah, who used to run the old theater. And then he does his final act. The officer is one more time at the, again at the show. And he conjures or makes Sophie appear. Uh, to which the officer immediately, and this is what we see at the beginning of the movie. He stands up. Walter says, arrest him. They go onto the stage. It turns out Edward is not there, in fact. He is also a projection. I also want to mention at one point when he brings her back, she mentions that her locket is missing. Like, subtly. Yeah, yeah. They so, begin searching for him. him and the officer uh, looks or snoops around um, his shop and sees, like, the orange tree. With the locket, locket. inside, but no answer. So, like, the... Orange tree booklet itself is empty, but the locket, locket itself. Not like the, the papers of yeah. the, yeah, the diagram of the locket, not the locket itself. Yeah. Which then he then thinks, I need to go back to where I saw a shiny, glimmery thing in the barn. He goes back to the barn and he finds the necklace, but he also finds a gemstone to which goes to the prince and requests to see the sword and they fit. Yeah. Both of the gemstones that were found um are missing this is where my notes stop because i just started watching the movie <laughs> um but the prince calls him out like what are you doing here like what's going on um which at this point too like the prince is kind of like it's funny because he's correct the prince says to walter it is all an illusion oh and, the, and this is my issue with the movie. This is my only issue with the story. Is this poor man who is not wrong in what he is saying has been set up for her murder. And in the end, because of everything that goes down, because Walter was like, I won't stand for this. I've sent a letter to so-and-so. They're coming to arrest you. He ends up killing himself. And I'm like, I hope that weighs heavy on Sophie and Edward because that is a sh really shitty thing to do to someone. I also got implied from Sophie, though, that he abuses her. Yeah, but it was so lightly implied. And they say that he killed his his ex or his yeah. whoever. Like, it's so lightly implied, but we never really saw it from him. And he really, the entire time, he's just like, this isn't real, this isn't real, this isn't real. We don't see him be aggressive. Yeah. They could have made him scarier more into a bad guy and i yeah. think i would have been you under then stood like the fact that this is happening to him to it's like karma in a way that everything that he tormented yeah. with is now kind of being thrown back in his face of okay there's but, demons that are out to get me and they're haunting me they cause this man to kill himself and yeah. i i don't like that ending how does he kill himself? I don't remember him. He shoots himself. Oh, that's right. He, he holds the gun on Walter. And then yes. he pulls the trigger on himself. I totally forgot about that. Um, which what I the only thing I hate about this movie. Now, if you hadn't seen this movie before and you're watching it for the first time, you probably went the entire movie thinking that he killed Sophie. Mm -hmm. Um so you would be like, okay, he deserved to die or you're, you feel less empathetic towards him. I don't know. But after seeing it as many times as I have, I was like, oh, they, they did something really shittier. They did him dirty. They did something really shittier. But I guess maybe that's what they're playing on. Your first viewing Correct. of the film. Yes. Yes. So when but, you're, but I guess I, like, I don't respect. <laughs> okay. But here's the other thing then your second watch through I don't even think I would pick up on that because you're then trying to pick up on everything, everything else. else. Yes. Yep. So then it might, yeah, it might be the third, fourth, fifth time that all of a sudden you're like, I'm no longer watching because I know what is happening. Yeah. So what else is happening? Yeah. Um. So this is when the big reveal well, starts. Yeah. It's, I think this is the most magical part of the film. This last ending bit, you see the, the officer, he's, Walking, he has the locket in his hand, um, and a boy runs up to him, gets bumped, bumped as okay. So, uh, 
there's two things that happen. So a boy runs up to him to get his attention. And as the boy's getting his attention, someone bumps into the officer and that person keeps walking. And then the little boy's like, hey, I have something for you. And it is the orange tree book that shows that the orange tree is all an illusion. It's all mechanically done. It's not real. Anything it's not magic. Special, yeah. Um, and he's laughing to himself. Um, and then he checks his pocket and realizes the locket is gone. So he looks around and then he sees the, the person who bumped into him. I have a question though. How did he know that the locket was always in his pocket? That's my only like one, like, I just like, he was purposely carrying it because it seems as though time has passed since the guy has killed himself. The prince. Yeah, I don't know. So that's my one like, so has Eisenheim been like stalking, stalking him? Yeah, maybe. Possibly. Anyways, continue. Um, so the officer chases after it's Edward in disguise who took the locket. And just in the nick of time, Edward gets onto a train and the train pulls away as... The officer gets to the station and he's standing there and he's realizing everything, all of it was just an act. It was all planned out so the two of them could run away together. He's putting all the pieces together, how she faked her death, death how they planted evidence, um, like the purpose of the show. The gentleman that he saw on the train Tra was the doctor. Yeah. And overhearing that conversation about Sophie going to the place before he would get there so many things um and then the movie ends there yeah it's hard to like even describe how it's all done because so much happens that if you haven't seen this film we're just definitely ruining it for you but you can actually watch the last four minutes of the film on youtube mm -hmm. so if we've definitely not done it justice i definitely recommend going on youtube and watching the end of the film because it is stunningly done mm -hmm. And they both escape to live in the mountains together, which, oh, my God, it was stunning. Yes. Oh. Honestly, uh, like, I'm not surprised they were nominated because all of it is beautifully shot, in my opinion. Yeah. Ratings. Actually, before we jump into ratings, I had a really tough time watching this film. And I'm wondering if it's because of how many times I've seen it before. I just was like not engaged with it because I was like, I know what's going to happen and not enough time has necessary. I honestly think it's going to be have to be like 40 years before I decide to watch this film again and be surprised. Yeah, I've watched it or over Alzheimer's, but yeah, I don't, no. don't want that. But I watched it over three days for the exact same reason, because I didn't pick it up because I wanted to watch it. I had to watch it and I've seen it so many times. And I could have probably been able to do this off of memory, but I still needed to know like the order and the sequence. Like I could have like watched it fast forward and just like wrote down. It is funny because I considered watching it at two times speed, but then I was like, hey, I'm still going to be missing stuff. Like mm -hmm. there, like there's still value in rewatching a film. Like I definitely am enjoying rewatching films that I have seen before. Like Tangled is a great example. Like no matter how many times I've seen that, I still love that film. But I think. What is so magical about this film is not knowing the ending. And exactly. When you already know the ending. It took it took me two days to watch it. It was difficult. I watched 45 minutes, the first 45 minutes, and I felt as though it was very slow. And then I watched the last 45 minutes. I was like, wow, that wasn't that bad. But I think it was just the waiting for the buildup for everything to just start is mm -hmm. what was really difficult. So when it comes to my ratings, I've. The, sorry, the only no. thing I wanted to say is I'd ha I, I'm super busy right now, so I couldn't do this, but I'd watch, I, I wish I had watched it with someone who hadn't seen it for the first time to see their reaction of when you get to the end and it's all revealed. Yeah. Or to like I, hear them question it as you're watching. Similar to like watching someone stream a game that you love for the first time yeah. and that they get to experience yes. it. 100%. I definitely agree with that. So when it came to me rating this film... I rated it as though I had seen it for the first time and my impression of the film the very first time I saw it was some like minor influences that I this time I was looking out for music. This time I was looking out for a little bit more scenes, but my story grade 
I would have marked it a lot lower because I was bored. But that's not to the fault of the film. You just you've seen it. You there's no tricks. There's like, no tricks anymore. Yeah, yeah. I I know it and exactly what you said. Like we've seen it so many times. I could have told you about it quick, but I think there there is definitely something very magical about this film that people definitely need to watch. I see why it was highly rented. Everyone was talking about 2006. Yeah. You've got internet's around, but you don't have Facebook or you do, but not to the extent of no 2007's Facebook, but like social media doesn't exist. Just, yeah. So you have coworkers coming in. Oh, you need to watch this yeah. film. Yeah. I can't tell you. And then it's like water cooler gossip because you know oh, how it happened. happened. Yeah. Story. Um, I give it 3.5. I give it a four. Okay. Yeah. I think I remember walking out of the film and being like, holy shit. And then being like, what? That happened? And just like really recalling and trying to be like, how did I not see this? Because you're being blinded. Yeah, I would have given it a four. I, I dock 0.5 because I don't like the fact that their decisions caused a man to take their life. Fair enough. Music. Four. It's beautiful music and it fits really well, really well with the movie. I gave it a three. Oh. Because I, I had to keep reminding myself to listen to oh. it. Oh, so what? I think it was more of like, I agree with you that it suited it so well that I didn't notice it, but nothing was standout-ish about oh, it. I was like into it. I wasn't okay. like, I wasn't, it fit well, but I was like, okay, okay. Going along with it. Scenes and locations. Four. Beautiful. Yeah beautiful i get a 3.5 i'm probably on the lower side i'm gonna fault mom for this due to my full screen experience (laughs) um and then it's not fair it's not fair but (sighs) i i liked i like the color palettes like i liked the warm uh light um or like it was like candlelight or, or kerosene or whatever lamp lighting um when he was i mean it was an act when he was like just depressed over sophie it became more grays i really enjoyed that a lot i think the reason why it's like i'm punishing the dvd people for allowing it to be released in full screen (laughs) so people only had tvs that could have full screens i don't know what to tell you not in 2006 yeah well there was full screen or not full screen widescreen but yeah uh that's that's that overall my rating is seven out of ten mine is 7.66 you are bang on with imdb i know i saw that today you do you agree with the masses so i'm a little bit lower fractionally lower um but overall it's still it still holds up as a great movie not one that I would want to watch again for a long time, but yeah, I definitely recommend watching it if, if you haven't seen it. But I mean, if you've gotten this far, we've kind of spoiled it for you all. We've spoiled the mysticism of it. Yeah. But uh, does this DVD belong to stay? Yes. And for one reason. What? So I can remind myself that this is not the prestige. Oh, (laughs) I was going to say no, because I don't think I will ever want to watch this film again. But I do actually agree with your reasoning behind why it's literally just to be like, oh, right. That that that's the movie. (laughs) Because I feel like you can look at the cover now and be like, oh, okay, so it's this sir and he's doing that trick. Yeah. Okay, so it's now that time where we're going to pick the next DVD for next week's episode. And you are you ready? I am. Okay, I'm actually quite ready. Okay. I'm terrified, but I'm ready. Pretty in pink. Oh. Uh, That's what's another face? Julia Roberts, isn't it? No, no that is... Oh, oh, it's um, it's a girl from like uh, 18 Candles or whatever. 16, 16 Candles. Breakfast candle. <laughs> um, Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's her name? uh molly ringwald okay have you seen this one i don't know i think i had it on in the background because it was like people say great things about this and then i had it on in the background and it never drew me in so it'll be different watching it this time actually sitting down and watching Watching it. it yeah 
Cool. Okay. So that's the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed us ramble on about the illusionist, not the prestige that will be coming out uh, at some point because it's definitely in the collection. Way in the future. (laughs) And uh, as per usual, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's in the show notes and any other links down below, you can give us a follow. I'm also really curious to know Uh, where you found us. If you are interested in revealing that, I'd be curious to know. Until next time, I hope you have a really great week. Take care, everyone. Bye.